Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on another polygamy reality show, My Five Wives. It aired for two seasons on TLC. It's available for free on Tubi and various other streaming sites as well. I have wanted to start covering this show for a long time because Brady Williams, the husband in the Williams family, does a much better job of showing a healthy, functional, polygamist dynamic than Cody Brown. I'm not saying I think polygamy is the healthiest lifestyle. Obviously, it's not for me. But I have always said live and let live and that consenting adults should live any way they want to, provided everyone is an adult and again, provided it's consensual. Brady is a great example of a polygamist family patriarch who does his best to live the polygamous lifestyle in a way that is healthier and functional for himself, for his wives, and for his kids. Brady is attentive to his wives, and he does things fair and equal, and he is very attuned to the emotions of his wives and the struggles they suffer as a result of living this lifestyle. The family were FLDS, but not the compounds type, and they left the faith. They no longer believed in the faith anymore, but the family continued to live as a polygamous unit because everyone remained committed to the family. The way Brady handles being the family patriarch and the way Cody Brown handles being the husband and father of his polygamous family are on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Cody obviously is very ego-driven, he's narcissistic, he prefers patriarchy, and he doesn't consider himself at all responsible for the way his wives, mostly now ex-wives, feel as a result of living the lifestyle. That's not his problem. Brady takes responsibility. He is attuned to the emotions of his kids, he is attuned to the emotions of his five wives, and he is very cognizant of the struggles that come with the polygamous family, and he is very aware of the emotions of his wives, and he is aware of the dynamics and how doing things fairly and equally creates healthier dynamics. Brady Williams takes responsibility, and the way he handles the lifestyle results in a healthier, more functional family dynamic. I thought it was important for us to also get a peek at a functional polygamous family so that we can compare the way Brady behaves as the patriarch of his polygamous family with the way Cody Brown behaves. The UNLV professor said the functionality of a polygamous family mostly depends on the characteristics and the personality traits of the husband in that family. And that shows in the difference between the way Brady Williams leads a functional family, a more sensitive, measured, humbled man with intelligence versus how Cody Brown leads a dysfunctional polygamist family demanding control, respect, and patriarchy. These two polygamist men take very different approaches and it shows in the different dynamics of the Williams family versus the Brown family. So as I cover my five wives, I will compare Brady's approach with Cody's so we can see what factors foster a healthier dynamic and what factors lead to a toxic cesspool. Let's get into it. My Five Wives, season one, episode one, entitled My Five Wives. The episode opens with Brady waking up in bed next to his wife, Polly, in northern Utah. 
Brady and Polly have been married 21 years. He wakes up and he lets Polly know he loves her. And once he says good morning, he lets her know he's going to be right back for breakfast, but he is going to go greet his other wives right when they're waking up in the morning. I don't know if we have heard Cody say, I love you to any wife on the show, but Robin, we know, demands it of him. She even hears phantom, I love yous. Brady's alarm goes off and he goes to immediately say good morning to his family first thing. He heads to his wife Rhonda's room. They have been married for 14 years and he comes in with a prepared bottle for his son as his wife and kids are in bed. This man considered what his kid would need and he got a bottle ready before his wife would be forced to get up. He is so loving with his wives, he's attentive. He's greeting Rhonda, telling her, good morning, I love you, even though he spent his night with Polly. He still wakes up and he says good morning to each wife and kids before his wives have even really opened their eyes. Next, Brady heads to Robin's room to wish her good morning. Robin and Brady have been married for 20 years. Then off Brady goes to wish Rosemary good morning. Brady and Rosemary have been married for 19 years. Next, Brady greets Nani. He and Nani have been married for 15 years. When Brady kisses his wives, when he says good morning and he's affectionate with them, it doesn't seem awkward in any way. But the way Cody interacts with his wives, it seems unfamiliar and uncomfortable. But with Brady, when he's with his wives, it's natural. It's authentic. Noni lets Brady know that the dryer went out, so she has no way of drying her clothes. Brady doesn't go on a tirade saying all the wives need to scrimp and save to cover it. Brady just tells her, just call me. Tell me how much it is. We don't see him telling his wives they have to sacrifice financially to cover this. As he buys and maintains his midlife crisis toys like another polygamist we all know. Brady just needs a call with how much it is from his wife. He isn't angry or bitter or cynical about it. He isn't telling his other wives they have to sacrifice. They have to scrimp from their budgets so another wife can fix her car or replace it the way Cody did with Christine when her Suburban broke down. Brady Williams introduces himself. He has five wives and 24 children. They show Brady taking a family photo of all of his wives and kids. But Brady isn't going into glitch mode, shouting, look down the lens, look down the lens, while twitching his Manson eyes like Cody. Instead, he's smiling, upbeat, and patient as he runs to get in the frame. Brady explains that they live in a small rural polygamous community just outside of Salt Lake City. Over footage of Brady's kids swimming and playing in the yard as he lays in the sun, appreciating his family. Brady explains his two houses are set up like a lot of polygamist homes in Utah. They're independent and autonomous, but yet still connected. It's two houses attached to each other. It looks like one home that has two sections or two wings. Three of Brady's wives live in one house. Polly, his first wife, Robin, his second wife, and Rosemary, Brady's third wife, live in one house. When they designed the home, it was a big box with two stories, and they put walls up where the bathrooms and the kitchens and bedrooms would be, and they also have two washers and a dryer that are always going constantly. 
and Brady's other house is attached to this one, and that is where fourth wife Noni and his fifth wife, Rhonda, live. All of Brady's wives each have their own bedrooms, bathrooms, and kitchens, and the kids are divided up in their own mother's homes. It's separate, but yet all still together, all still connected. Rosemary, Brady's third wife, says they try to remind their kids to be respectful of other moms and other moms' spaces. So they try to teach their kids to knock, but that doesn't always happen. The kids don't always do that. Rhonda said it's not unusual to have lots of kids around because they constantly have sleepovers together. And the kids pile all over the floor. There are so many of them. So when you walk through, you have to be careful to not step on any kids. Polly, Brady's first wife, says she had a silly question asked of her about the polygamous lifestyle, asking if all the wives slept in the same bed. And Polly's response is, that's ridiculous because it would have to be a really big bed. Polly asks Brady to go downstairs and bring up the food in the oven. And guess what? He doesn't complain. He doesn't mind. He goes right away. He has the kids circle around to say prayers before dinner. Brady, like Cody, was born mainstream LDS Mormon. But when he was 16, he converted to fundamentalist Mormonism, or the FLDS. And they believe in the practice of plural marriage. Brady had five wives by the time he was 29 years old. Brady addresses his kids next, and he says, As a dad, he is happy if all of his kids grow up to be good, wonderful people. He says it was a long process, but Brady and his wives have made the choice to leave their religion. Brady says it was a gradual thing. They were less and less comfortable with it. And he tells his kids, whichever religion they embrace, as long as that religion teaches them to be the best person they can be, that is what is important. Brady says the hardest part of leaving the religion is the polygamous community does not want them and they don't have many friends because they are seen as outcasts. They are seen as misfits. Brady tells his family that some of the things that they believe are things other people don't believe. Robin, Brady's second wife, says polygamy isn't an easy lifestyle to live, but she made a decision that she couldn't lose what the whole family had. So even though they've all left the faith, she has decided to stay with the family along with Brady and the other wives. Brady says it's rare to find a family that thinks the way that they do. He says it's not complicated. They love each other. Polly is Brady's first wife. Now they have been married for 21 years and they have six kids together. Brady is with Polly every fifth night. Brady rotates between the wives and every fifth night is hard because all the wives have to share Brady and they're only seeing him one night out of every five. Polly says the kids also have to share their dad and the wives and kids don't always get to have Brady right there when they need him. So she says sometimes she feels like she is alone. What I really appreciate is not only seeing a man with a different character and a different personality type with different personality traits than Cody and Brady's more functional approach to polygamy. I also really appreciate how Brady and his wives 
aren't constantly touting the benefits of polygamy as if they were trying to push ShamWows past midnight on some infomercial. The wives and Brady seem very open with the struggles of the lifestyle. The Browns got more open with it later on, but in the beginning, in the earlier seasons, you really see them really trying to sell polygamy to make it look beneficial, to make it look healthy, to make it look like their brand of polygamy was different than the rest. Their brand of polygamy was functional. Their brand of polygamy was healthy. With Brady, we actually see functional, more healthy polygamy. And we also see Brady and the wives be open and honest about the complications and the struggles that come with polygamy from day one. So we aren't sold a lie. The wives and Brady seem very open with the struggles of their lifestyle. And even though they have left their faith, they have been ostracized by their community. They still live as polygamists because they all love the family and they're all prioritizing the family and they all love each other despite the suffering. Brady remembers how beautiful Polly was when he met her when they first started dating. She was feminine and she was very motherly to her younger siblings. And Brady noticed that. It wasn't lost on him. Brady and Polly dated for just six weeks, a month and a half. And then Brady asked Polly to marry him. And of course, as we already know, and Polly explains, short courtships are common in their group. Polly says it was an adventure just getting to know Brady and for Brady getting to know her. Imagine marrying a man after only knowing him six weeks, a month and a half, before you ever live with them, before you see the bad sides, before you see the mask slip, and not even knowing all of the basics yet or all of the good stuff, yet marrying this man, then suddenly living with him without even really knowing each other. Brady says in other polygamous families, the first wife is queen. The first wife is the queen bee, where she dominates the others. And Brady lets it be known that's poison. And we have seen that happen. Remember that before Robin came along, Mary was the favorite wife. And that's according to what Peyton said in an interview. And Peyton even said Mary was the favorite before Robin came along. And the way Mary was treated as the favorite and the way Robin was treated as the favorite wife were worlds apart. Robin got even more favor than Mary did as the favorite wife. So we also know that the first wife dominates because look at how Mary dealt with Janelle when Janelle came into the family, how overbearing she was, how controlling, how angry. We also know there are hierarchical dynamics within a polygamous family structure because Christine mentioned being the basement wife, literally and figuratively. Of course, in Lehigh, we remember Christine did live in the basement. I think from the get-go, Brady and his wives were very open with the struggles and the complications within their polygamous dynamic. Brady says their marriage is co-equal in every way. It's very important to Brady, equality and fairness. And I think that's why his family has a healthy, functional dynamic. Brady sees all of his wives as his equals and every marriage is equal to another. He isn't demanding respect. He isn't hollering about this being a patriarchy. He isn't insisting on control. 
all of the marriages are equal and all the wives are treated equally and they are valued. This is obviously very different from Cody's approach. Let's remember the professor on the UNLV panel who pointed out that for polygamy to function in a healthy way, the husband cannot have a favorite wife. He cannot show favor to one wife over the others. Clearly, Brady insists on not having a favorite and he knows how important it is to do things fair and equal as a husband and a father with each wife and her kids. And I think that's why we see a much healthier, more functional example of a polygamous family with the Williams family. Cody picks an obvious favorite and her kids, and her kids are also the favored kids. And that resulted in a lot of dysfunction in his family. Cody insisted on unfair and unequal, and that really led to the disintegration of his family before our eyes. Holly feels like being the first wife is special because she was able to be there for each of the other sister wives coming into the family. Robin, Brady's second wife, feels a connection to Polly because they have both been there from the beginning. Noni says Polly is sweet and loving. Brady is walking with Polly and he wants to know how it went with talking to her boss about work. Polly has been working in a dental office for three years and she chose not to tell her boss she was a polygamist. She was really nervous to tell her boss. She feared losing her job and she worried about what her coworkers would think of her. Her boss asked if Polly and her sister wives were friends and Polly told her they were friends and they enjoyed being together. It went well. Brady is very attentive. He's walking with Polly, holding her hand. He's asking how she feels. He cares about her feelings. He cares about her emotions. He's asking her if she's relieved. And you can tell it's not for show. It's not for cameras. This is the type of man Brady is. Holly says for her, living polygamy was going to get her into heaven. Now, she isn't living polygamy to get into heaven. She is living this way because she loves her family. Let's remember in their faith that they left, the men need three wives to get into heaven. And then if they do everything right, they get a whole planet with all of their wives and all of their kids there. The wives get no perks for sharing a husband. They just must live polygamy to qualify to even enter heaven. If they don't live in plural marriage, sharing their husband, the women are taught they go to hell and they burn in hell. Polly says, even though she isn't a part of this religion anymore, she is still a good person and she knows she isn't gonna burn forever. Imagine the level of indoctrination to fear burning in hell versus the agony on earth of sharing a husband and feeling this is true and real. And if you don't suffer on earth, if you don't live this way as a woman, you're going to go to hell. End of story. You have no choice as a woman in this faith if you want to go to heaven. If you refuse, you get ostracized, you lose everyone you know, and you get told you're going to burn in the hellfires. That or marry a man who marries other women who will get rewarded with a planet in heaven for it as you get to suffer just to get into heaven. The women who deal with this hell on earth of sharing a husband, suffering emotionally, should be the ones getting the planet instead. 
It's agree to live polygamy and you can enter heaven or don't and burn in hell, ride with the devil for these women. And the man gets at least three women on earth and a planet in heaven in the afterlife, a whole freaking planet. And the women have to suffer and share a husband just to be able to get into heaven. Where is their planet? Brady and Polly are cuddling. Brady is very affectionate with his wives and he tells Polly how beautiful she is. It doesn't seem awkward or out of place at all. Cody always looks incredibly awkward, very awkward when he greets his wives or when he shows any affection. It doesn't seem intuitive. It seems forced. It seems weird. But with Brady, it doesn't seem that way. Polly enjoys her night when it's just she and Brady. It doesn't happen a lot, though. It's one night in five. Polly tells Brady that he still owes her an anniversary date. And Brady says it's crazy to keep track. He has five wives. He has five anniversaries every year. It's crazy. And he says it's really difficult to keep dates straight in his head. Brady says he's the worst and his wives all know it. Well, here's my question. Does Brady remember his kids' birthdays? And does he know how old they are? Because let's remember, Cody forgot not only Gabe's birthday, but he thought Isabel was turning 17 when she was turning 18, and he thought Truly was 10 when she was 11. Holly reminds Brady that Rosemary's anniversary is coming up next month. She reminds him she doesn't want him to forget it. And Brady explains how they handle anniversaries. He says... A wife will have extra nights he stays with them if they have an anniversary or a birthday. And he gives examples, like for a 10-year anniversary, he and that wife will go away for a week. For a five-year anniversary, they go away for a couple of nights. Remember Mary's 20th wedding anniversary when they went to Mexico, she and Cody, for three days? What would Brady do for a 20th anniversary, I wonder? You can see just how much Brady appreciates his wives. Polly says that she still feels chemistry with Brady after 21 years together. And she loves that she can totally be herself with Brady. That's how it should be. Your person should love you as is, as you are. Polly loves that Brady makes her laugh and she tries to just soak Brady in and enjoy him while he is with her on her nights. Robin, Brady's second wife, has been married to Brady for almost 21 years. The family normally hangs out in her kitchen. Robin and Brady have five kids together. Robin married Brady eight months after he and Polly got married. Polly was pregnant with their first child at this time. Polly says when she and Brady first got married, they knew they were going to get another wife. Robin came along and they were going to be one happy couple. It was Polly, Brady, and Robin. And everyone thought they would just be happy. Brady thought Robin would come into the family and she would just fit into what he and Polly already had created. And Brady says, that was dumb. Of course, we know from watching the Browns, it's not that simple. When another wife comes in, Everything changes for every other couple in the family, every other marriage, and all the other kids. Brady says the entire personality and the dynamic of the family changes. You know from the Cody Mary Janelle situation, that's not how it works. Brady says you have to incorporate all of the new wife's ideas and quirks and everything 
into what you already have. Robin does a lot of painting. Robin is intuitive and she's very sensitive, according to Brady. She's an artist. Creative people are always very sensitive, intuitive people, 100%. Robin is an amazing artist. There's an awesome portrait of Brady she did. They show some other artwork she did, and she is really very, very talented. I love it. Robin, Brady's second wife, says she has always been a people pleaser. One year for Christmas, she made each of her sister wives a body pillow of Brady, and it has a thought cloud with their name in it, so it's like Brady is dreaming of them. And Robin's sister wives could hold or snuggle this Brady body pillow when it's not his night with them and they miss him. That's awesome. Handmade, artistic, creative gifts are the best and they mean the most. Robin also, we learn, saves all of the roses Brady has ever given her. She dries them once they start to wilt and she has them all in a vase in her bedroom. The hardest part for Robin with having sister wives is there is so much of Brady that isn't for her that she misses out on, like birthdays, for example. We learn Brady and Robin share the same birthday and their birthday is coming up in a few days. And the family decided that Brady would be with whichever wife on her birthday. But then since Brady and Robin share the same birthday, it became an issue. Brady says there is no perfect solution, but his goal is to figure out something where they can all be happy about the birthday. Rosemary is Brady's third wife. They've been married for 19 years. She says one of her favorite places to be is with all of her sister wives and all of her family. These are the most important people in her life. I noticed that on Rosemary's wall, she has a stencil saying, together, a great place to be. I think it's a Utah thing or maybe a polygamous thing, but I noticed that Mary and Christine of the Brown family both had inspirational sayings on their wall at some point on the show, and so does Rosemary and so do some of her sister wives. Rosemary and Brady have four kids together. When Rosemary and Brady first got married, she and Brady would make omelets together. She says Brady was good at making omelets, Rosemary didn't know how to cook, so Brady taught her how to make omelets, and now she's a pro. In fact, Rosemary now is known as the gourmet cook of the family out of all of the moms. Rosemary's daughter says the fun in having five different moms is she has five different restaurants to choose from, and she gets to go to one each night. Rosemary met Brady through church. She saw him from a distance. Everyone said Brady was cute and she thought he was too. Church for polygamists seems to be like their version of Tinder. Church is also where Christine felt thunderstruck by Cody, married too, and also Robin first saw Cody at church. Rosemary fell in love with Brady when she was 17. They looked into each other's eyes and Rosemary felt like she could get lost in Brady's eyes. Brady didn't fall in love with Rosemary until much later, though. Let's hope so. She was only 17. Rosemary was 20 when she and Brady got married, and Brady was 24 years old. Polly had been married at this time when Brady and Rosemary got married for three and a half years, and Robin had been married to Brady for almost three years. 
People would ask Rosemary, how do you deal with the jealousy or what's your sleeping arrangement like? And Rosemary says it's simple. Brady is there when he is and he is not there when he isn't there. And that's just life. When Rosemary got married, she felt like she just slipped into the cogs of the machine. Polly and Robin are both very quiet and Rosemary felt like as a result of that, she had to be like them. She had to emulate them. She had to quiet herself down. And if she laughed too loud, she felt like she was being obnoxious. So Rosemary feels like she disappeared for a while. She went underground as far as who she was to try and assimilate and fit into the family. It took Rosemary a while to find out who she was. It seems like because her sister wives had a quieter nature, she felt she had to quiet herself and her natural personality to just quietly, seamlessly fit in. And I think at age 20, you don't really know who you are yet and you haven't fully figured yourself out. So it makes it even harder to have a sense of identity and develop into really knowing who you are and knowing that you can be yourself. I think we see those same issues with the Brown family as well. Mary was very young when she married Cody. So were Christine and Janelle. So these women are entering into plural marriage without even being fully mature in themselves and without knowing what it takes to make a relationship work. Just piling on relationships before you even know yourself. And then it comes up in the stressful dynamics, like with Mary and Janelle, for example. They really didn't get along. They butt heads at every junction during those early days. As we know, Brady said he thought Robin, his second wife, would just fit into what he and Polly, his first wife, already had. He didn't anticipate having to adapt his relationship with Polly for Robin or having to integrate Robin and her quirks and her ways into what they already had. And he admits that it was dumb. And we know Mary and Cody lived as a monogamous couple for three years before Janelle married Cody and became a part of the family. And Cody and Mary didn't adjust well to incorporate Janelle. They continued with their status quo and Mary had expected to dominate Janelle and that Janelle would just find a way to fit in. But Mary and Cody were young and immature and they didn't anticipate that they would have to shift and adapt and that the whole dynamic would change. And Brady reveals when Robin came in, he also made similar mistakes. He assumed Robin would just fit and nothing would change with adding a second wife. And he admits that was dumb. Everything changes. The dynamic changes with a new wife coming in and everyone has to adapt. After Rosemary expresses that it took her a while to figure out who she was, Rhonda explains that she calls it the honeymoon polygamy phase because you want to be the good wife. You don't want to cause problems. So you see how your sister wives are acting and you try to follow suit. The hardest thing for Rosemary about polygamy is that Brady isn't there all the time. So Rosemary has to rely more on herself, even for things around the house, with things with the kids and with everyday life. Brady says Rosemary has been a calming influence in his life. He says Rosemary is crazy talented at music and at everything she touches. Anything Rosemary touches, she can do. Brady seems to really uplift his wives. He really values his wives. He appreciates all of his wives. And he points out all of their wonderful qualities. 
Brady really seems very grateful. He is not resentful at all that he chose polygamy even though he left the faith. He is very committed to loving his wives, to loving his kids, to connecting with everyone, and to making this work. And he has a positive mindset about it, unlike another polygamist we know. Another thing I noticed is Brady is always, always talking about his wives. He very rarely talks about himself. With Cody, it's all about Cody, Cody, Cody. He rarely talks about his wives unless it's negative and hateful and resentful. And he barely speaks about his kids. Brady is always talking about his kids. He's always talking about his wives. The attention is rarely on himself. Rosemary plays piano and she is in school to become a music education teacher. Music moves her in ways nothing else can. Rosemary grew up in polygamy. She was the daughter of the third wife, but she was very naive to the difficulties of polygamy. Almost in tears, real tears, not ghost tears, she says there are other wives she compares herself to, and she has always felt like she had Barbie and Sleeping Beauty for sister wives in Polly and in Robin, and she says she is just the chubby one. This was heartbreaking for me. This made me so sad. Rosemary is beautiful. She seems incredibly talented. She's very intuitive. She's very creative. She's very intelligent. She's a very talented woman. And she has a capacity for compassion in her as well. She's very humble. And it's very sad that we live in a society where people feel like less than because of something as meaningless as the size of one's stomach area. Superficial things mean nothing. The size of a person, the size of their waist means nothing. We waste our lives. Our one go around placing so much importance on superficial things and on outward appearances when the outside package has no bearing and no real deep value and it is no reflection of the person you are, the soul you have, the character you have, the mind you have, the intellect, the personality. It makes me sad to see Rosemary refer to herself as I'm just the chubby one. I'm the chubby one. I'm just the chubby one. Rosemary says she has never been able to be the weight she wanted to be. She got close to it 10 years ago and then she started having other health issues that made it difficult for her to keep the weight off. It's Brady's night with Rosemary and he tells her he went to the doctor today and his blood pressure is way too high. So high that the medicine isn't working as it should. So Brady needs to be healthier and he asks his wife Rosemary to do it with him because he is worried about her health and Rosemary is worried about her health too. Brady says it's difficult for Rosemary to talk to him about her weight. Brady says he usually is the one to bring it up in the context of health, and he tells Rosemary he thinks she is beautiful and her weight has never affected that. Rosemary says when Brady says he still finds her attractive, that he still thinks she is beautiful, she wonders how can that be in her head? She doesn't feel good about herself. Rosemary is unhappy with her body, and so regardless of how many times Brady tells her that she is beautiful, that he's attracted to her. She doesn't believe herself that she is beautiful. And that's sad because it probably 
makes her struggle with her self-worth. When Rosemary is an amazing lady, she can cook, she is furthering her education, she plays piano, she's able to be vulnerable about herself with the world. This lady is awesome, she's amazing, and she has a lot of courage. She is very strong, she's very brave, she's very intelligent, and she should feel amazing about herself. But because of society's emphasis on bullshit and on superficial things that mean nothing during this one go-around at life, she feels bad about herself because of the size of her waist and it's sad. She and Brady have tried doing diets together, but it's very hard for Rosemary to stick with it because Brady usually doesn't stick to it. Rosemary says, Brady can say that he wants to lose 30 pounds and he'll do it in three months and she will say she wants to lose 30 pounds and it will take her three years. Rosemary says that when she and Brady got married, she was thinner than she had been in a while. And then the more weight she put on, the harder it has been to lose weight. She tried working out with Polly for a while, but Rosemary felt like a hippo exercising next to the ballerina. Rosemary is in tears. You can tell this really hurts her. And she says every day when she sees any one of her sister wives, she knows she will never be as beautiful as they are. This made me so sad. She tells Brady he would rather be making love to a skinny woman. Brady says that's not true. And he says he sleeps with her because he loves her. And he says it's not about attractiveness. He tells Rosemary it doesn't have to do with attractiveness at all. And we imagine Cody having communication and a conversation like this with his wives, hearing them, validating them, taking the time to consider their emotions and do everything that he possibly can to validate his wives. Look at the way Brady interacts with his wives. Look at the way he validates them. Look at the way he communicates with them versus the way Cody does. When Brady says it doesn't have to do with attractiveness at all, Rosemary takes it badly and she asks what Brady means. She asks him, you're not attracted to me? So Brady explains patiently that he will be attracted to her forever regardless of what she looks like, thin or thick, old or young. He reiterates that he loves Rosemary. And you can tell from Brady's eyes that when Rosemary hurts, he hurts when his wife hurts and he is very attuned to his wife's emotions and he takes time to validate his wives and to reassure them and to be sensitive to them and to communicate very well with them. With Cody, whenever a wife has an issue, he gets angry and he ignores it, hoping it will vanish into thin air. He doesn't validate emotions. He doesn't think it's his problem. Brady tells Rosemary that after 18 years, he hasn't stopped chasing her around the room. And finally, Rosemary laughs. She's smiling and she calls Brady a horn dog. You can tell just how much these two love each other and how connected they are. Brady says, when Rosemary thinks he isn't attracted to her, it breaks his heart because he is. Here's the thing. Superficial attraction just on a physical level isn't a deep thing. Brady is mentally and emotionally connected. He's intellectually connected with his wives. This isn't about physical attraction or lust. It's not just about sex for the sake of sex. With Brady, it isn't about ego. 
he genuinely loves his wives. He's connected with his wives. He's a sensitive guy. You can tell he's emotionally in tune with his wives and connected in every way. By the way, from my experience, the people I was with based on just physical attraction were just nothing to write home about. But you find someone you deeply connect with, like vibrating with on the same wavelength who you connect with emotionally and intellectually, those people, it's like magic with. Physical attraction alone on its own by itself is a very flat, superficial thing and it's meaningless. It cannot sustain a relationship unless there are other deeper connections that are there. You can have a superficial attraction based on just the physical. And if the deeper, meaningful connections aren't there, it's empty. But you can have the deeper things aligned and it can foster attraction and be absolutely amazing. Brady is connected to Rosemary and he loves her. The size of her waist doesn't change that. Over at Fourth Wife Noni's house, we learn laundry can be overwhelming. Brady has clothes in all five homes and sometimes he has to travel just to find what he needs. Noni is Brady's fourth wife and they have been married for 15 years. They have five kids together. Noni was raised in a polygamist family and she knew she wanted to be a plural wife. Noni also has inspirational sayings on her wall as well. Noni remembers she and her siblings talking about it saying they want to be a first wife and Noni would say she thinks she wants to be a plural wife. Noni says every time a wife enters the family, it throws the whole family into a different dynamic. And she knew that's what she was doing when she came into the family. Robin says when Noni first married Brady, she lived with her. So they had a lot to work through. And there were times when Robin was around too much. And Noni felt like she had no privacy. So Robin would back off. She would try and stay away. And then that resulted in Noni feeling like Robin didn't want to be her friend and it was hard. Brady says, It took Noni a while emotionally with the transition. It was a struggle for Noni joining the family. Noni says, It was tough to begin with and she says she has an open personality and Robin, Polly, and Rosemary were more reserved. Noni wanted to fit in with her sister wives so she tried to suppress herself. But as time went on, she felt like it was okay to open up and to be herself. We learn Noni is a perfectionist. She likes things neat, she likes things in order, and she is a warrior. She is the one who worries about the money coming in and whether they have the money available to pay the bills. Before the recession, Brady had a booming business. But once the recession hit, the family had to cut back, so much so that it's been tough financially. So Noni is the budgeter. She is the wife most concerned with finances and she worries about making ends meet. Kind of like Janelle is the one in the Brown family who tackles the budgeting and the finances. Or she was before she left Cody. Noni is looking forward to her time with Brady tonight. It's their night. It's a chance for herself and for Brady to have undivided attention put on each other. Their time together. Noni has to talk with Brady tonight. She has a problem that needs to be heard. Imagine that this polygamous wife expects her husband to actually listen when she speaks. When she talks about a problem, she expects her husband to listen and talk to her about it. 
With Janelle, what did we learn? Whenever Janelle had a problem in the Brown family and she talked to her ex-husband, Cody, he would pretend to be listening and ignore her. It was in one ear and out the other, like, for example, with the RV. Or Cody would warn Janelle whenever she wanted to discuss paying off the land, not to mention it, or he would get angry with her. Yet with Brady, Noni can go to him with her problem and she rightfully expects Brady as her husband will listen and help her. And Brady doesn't just help one wife he deems the favorite. He helps all his wives. He is there for all his wives. He listens when all his wives speak. He addresses their problems without getting angry and using his anger as a manipulative tool to shut his wife's voice down, to shut them up. Noni tells Brady that she knows they are financially stretched, but she says if things lessen up, she wants to have another baby. Brady's response is just one word, wow. He says the thing that preoccupies his mind the most is making a connection with each one of his children every day. Brady always seems to put an emphasis on connecting with his children. And we also notice that Brady knows as a father, he is responsible to connect with his children every day. It's not on the wife to facilitate that connection. And it's not on the wife to facilitate that relationship and make it easy on him to have a relationship with the child. Brady knows it's on him to cultivate these connections and maintain them with his children. It's not on the child and it's not on the wife to make it more convenient for him to do so. Brady worries he is stretched thin, so he says to bring in another child weighs very heavily on him. You know what? Wow is right. Brady cares about connecting with all of his kids. He wants to stay connected with all of his children every day. He is concerned that to have more kids would mean he would be stretched even thinner as far as being a father. And he's concerned that to have more kids would mean he would have less ability to connect with all of his kids because he worries about being stretched thin as a father and he cares about the connections he has with his kids and he cares about the relationships. And you know what else? He knows his relationships with his kids of all ages are his responsibility. He doesn't blame the wife. He doesn't blame the kids. He knows it's his responsibility and Brady makes the effort. With Cody, we know once the kids are out of their cute and easy phase where he can be viewed as a hero, he distances himself. And if his kids get older and it gets complicated or it gets inconvenient, he distances from those kids. And not only that, but he gives more attention and investment to Robin, the favorite wife and her royal children. And his kids with her, Sol and Ari get the most attention along with Brianna, Dayton, and Aurora to the point where he completely neglects the relationships with his other kids from his other wives. And then he blames his kids and he blames his other wives for not being convenient for him. And he allows the connections with his older kids to disintegrate to the point where they are almost non-existent, only connecting with one wife's kids. And then Cody will blame his wives and kids for that 
instead of realizing that it's his responsibility, instead of caring about cultivating and maintaining that bond, those connections, and those relationships. Brady really cares about all of his children. He seems to love them equally and unconditionally, and he seems very attuned to their needs and their emotions, and he cares about their emotional well-being. And he is cognizant of being stretched thin. And he seems to operate with his heart and mind and not his ego. He won't just have another kid without considering the way it affects all of his limited time and all of his connections with everyone in the family and all of his relationships. And Brady carefully considers how stretching his time even more to one more child might not be the best right now. He values his kids. He values fostering those connections and maintaining them and maintaining all of his relationships. And before making decisions for himself, Brady really seems to consider his wives and kids first. Noni knows it's a big decision to make. Brady says he knows the big issue is him and he has been stressed trying to make ends meet and he's exhausted. He's stressed. He acknowledges it's been very hard. Brady doesn't say no to Noni. He tells Noni he needs time to consider it to make sure that it's right. But Noni just wants to know that she could have another child if she wants one or that Brady would want another child. And Brady says, yeah, he would want another child, but he needs time to get it right in his head and to process it. Brady isn't impulsive like Cody. He doesn't operate off of ego. Notice how Brady thinks things through before he acts and before he speaks. He is sensitive and he communicates well. He understands his wife's emotions. He communicates well with his wives. He communicates with his kids. He understands his kids' emotions. He hears his wives. Brady doesn't seem to get moody or angry as a manipulative tool. He responds. He's attuned. He takes responsibility as a husband. He isn't a coward like other examples of polygamous men on reality shows we have seen. And in all the seasons of Sister Wives, have we seen Cody have these types of sensitive conversations with this level of understanding, communication, and attunement with his wives? Obviously, Brady is more sensitive. He's more self-aware. He understands emotions. He communicates better. He's more articulate. He's more intelligent. He also seems wiser and more humble than Cody. He is humble and we see the opposite in Cody. And again, the professor who studied polygamy said, both polygamous men and women agreed in his vast research that the success of a polygamous family, the health of the family, a good dynamic in the family, all depends on the husband and the type of man he is, his character, his personality type. And clearly, Brady Williams is a different type of man with a different mind and a different personality than Cody Brown. And that might be why we see a more healthy, functional dynamic with the Williams family. We don't see ego. We don't see delusion. There is no car salesman in Brady. We see a genuine, humble guy with five wives who left the faith, but who continues to live this lifestyle to maintain their family. And we see the authentic love and we see polygamy displayed in a healthier way. No one is resentful that they're stuck living polygamy. No one treats anyone like shit because of it. 
Everyone stays out of love everyone wants to stay, even though they left the faith. This healthier dynamic we see displayed in the Williams family with the polygamous lifestyle is the way Cody wishes he could have presented it. TLC should give Brady Williams back his show. I would much rather watch this dynamic and see what happens with the Williams family. Brady is no coward. Brady is as he is. He isn't trying to show that he's something that he's not. He doesn't self-proclaim that he's an alpha male. We don't see him demanding that this is a patriarchy or being misogynistic. Brady has a completely different mindset, intellect, maturity level and personality than Cody Brown. And we see the difference in his behavior, in his demeanor, and in the way he treats his family. I would love for TLC to bring back this show. And I also think to the healthy, more functional polygamist families that they don't want a guy like Cody Brown representing them. They might prefer to have other polygamists who are healthier, who live more functional lifestyles on display for everyone to see and learn about their lifestyle from. Because Cody Brown, who tried so hard to make everyone see, we're not like the FLDS on the compounds. We're not like this. We're not like that. We're going to show you that polygamy is healthy. We're going to show you it's different. And then look at the way he is, demanding this is a patriarchy, demanding he wants control, being misogynistic, whistling at his wives like they're dogs, neglecting his kids. If I were a polygamist, that's not the guy I would want as a representation in the media that's not the typical representation we see of the Warren Jeff stuff and the FLDS compounds and that type of deal. You want to show polygamy in a healthy way. I'm sure there are lots of polygamists who live a functional, more healthy lifestyle. And Brady Williams is one of them. Why isn't his family getting airtime? Why is it that a guy like Cody Brown is getting airtime? A guy demanding control, demanding this is a patriarchy. Man who manipulates, a man who uses sex with an ex-wife as a manipulation tool. Man who has a clear favorite wife he puts ahead of the rest. A man who lets his favorite wife live off of the backs of his other wives, now ex-wives. The healthy, functional polygamous families are getting shortchanged by a guy like Cody Brown being their only representation when the only other representation they get is the cults and the compounds and the Warren Jeffs type deal. Tony says, although Brady has his plateful, she still feels like he gives her and their children lots of love. So Noni wants to know having a baby is a possibility. Rhonda is Brady's fifth wife. She sees him for just a minute every morning and he says a quick good morning and she says it's great when Brady is with her and it's her night. Rhonda and Brady have been married for 14 years. Every Thursday night, Rhonda cooks dinner for the whole family, all 30 of them. Rhonda and Brady have four kids together. Rhonda first met Brady when she was a teenager. They dated briefly and he married everybody else and then he came back and he and Rhonda ended up getting married. That kind of reminds me of Christine. She was head over heels for Cody and he married everyone but Christine knowing she adored him and then he married her. 10 years after Brady and Rhonda initially dated, they got married. 
Brady says there is nobody who knows Rhonda and doesn't love her. All of the kids want to go to Rhonda's house for their boo-boos. Brady says Rhonda is nurturing. Rhonda is wonderful. Rhonda has been a medical assistant for 23 years, and she loves her job. She works at a family practice. She sees babies from the time they are born till the time they are old and they die. She loves her patients, and she sees lots of brand new babies, and she wants to share her love. When Brady asked Rhonda to marry him, her mother sat her down, and she told her that Rhonda wouldn't have much time with Brady as fifth wife. Rhonda's mom was a first wife, so Rhonda came into this marriage thinking that she would be a single mom, and she was pleasantly surprised when she got to see Brady a lot more than she thought she would. She says the fact that Brady is with other women on other nights doesn't bother her. She doesn't know if it's because she was raised in polygamy. Her dad had several wives, and she says that's just the way it is, but she admits when she married Brady, it was hard to come into a family that was already set up, and it took her eight years to adjust. She couldn't believe it took eight years before she finally walked into family dinner and thought, this is where she belongs. That surprises Robin a lot because Robin doesn't feel like it was that long for her. Rhonda says her sister wives were great. It was just her. Rosemary says it felt like Rhonda fit in right from the beginning. Polly says there was just something about Rhonda that completed their family. And she thinks that she and Brady and her other sister wives all really felt it, that Rhonda completed their family. Noni feels that she can share anything with Rhonda. And Rhonda thinks she lucked out majorly getting each of her sister wives in her life. All Rhonda's sister wives are her besties, and she says it's amazing. They're all best friends. The wives complain together about how Brady will want to watch a movie, and then he'll fall asleep, and then the wife will shut the movie off, and that will wake him up. And we learn Brady wakes up at 6 a.m. every day, and Rhonda has a problem with it. It's too early for her in the morning. She still has a whole nother hour that she can sleep before she leaves for work. So Robin says she is happy to take Brady at her house whenever her sister wives need sleep. And they're all laughing about this. Rhonda has decided to talk to Brady about adopting and she hopes now is a good time. Of course, she doesn't know that Noni just asked Brady if she can have a baby. Brady notices that Rhonda seems preoccupied and he asks her, What's wrong before Rhonda even has to talk to him? That's how in tune with Rhonda Brady is. Rhonda is thinking about things and Rhonda says she wants to consider adoption. We learn that unfortunately Rhonda has had a couple of miscarriages and during the last one she hemorrhaged and she almost bled to death. It was horrible. Rhonda ended up in the hospital, blood transfusions and all. Rhonda has had struggles since then, and she doesn't want to go through pregnancy again, but she really wants another child, and she really wants to adopt. Brady says Rhonda approached him about adoption years ago, and he told her back then he was barely hanging on. Rhonda tells Brady that there are so many kids out there that don't have parents who love them, and she really wants to adopt, and she is in tears asking Brady if they can try to adopt. 
Rhonda was nervous that Brady wouldn't want to do it because they already have a lot of responsibility with the amount of children they have. And Brady tells Rhonda the adoption process alone could cost tens of thousands of dollars. Rhonda suggests that it might be easier to look outside of the U.S. And Brady wonders about the race thing. Rhonda says she would almost rather have a baby of a different race. She feels like if their kids can see a different race and fall in love with him and realize they love him, just like a brother or sister, she would love that. Brady says that's a big deal to kids. Brady is prepared to formally investigate the idea of adoption, but he says the decision will impact all of the wives and all of the kids. Brady says adopting a baby is a big deal. If Brady doesn't allow Noni to have a child, it will create a huge issue if he agrees with Rhonda to proceed with the adoption. So Brady is probably in a position where if he says yes to Rhonda, then he has to say yes to Noni. If Brady is already hesitant about affording one baby, how will they afford two? Brady isn't sure how all the other wives would feel about Rhonda adopting a baby. Brady asks Rhonda if she wants to bring up adoption during the family forum meeting, the planning meeting that they will have with the other wives, or if Rhonda wants to wait before she tells her sister wives. Rhonda wants to get moving. She thinks it'll be a very long process to adopt, so she wants to start now. Is Brady going to tell his wife Rhonda that he is for looking into adoption and then throw her under the bus at the family meeting when the wives start protesting it the way Cody did with Christine and the Utah pitch? Somehow, I doubt it. Brady's not that kind of guy to throw his wife under the bus. Rhonda is nervous. She is afraid that her sister wives are going to say something that will put the kibosh on adoption for her and then that it won't happen as a result of her sister wives and what they think. Every night of the week, the whole family has dinner together. Each wife takes a night to make dinner for 30 people. It's lots of work. Tonight is special because it's Brady's birthday and also Robin's birthday. So Polly is cooking the special birthday dinner for the whole family. Robin should be happy. She's the birthday girl. It's her birthday. But she's emotional. She's stressed out. Robin knows it's hard for her sister wives for her birthday to be on the same day as Brady's birthday. She can feel it. Robin hates confrontation and she doesn't like people upset at her. Robin says if it was up to her, they would just not do her birthday at all to avoid this. At least not on her actual birthday that she shares with Brady. Rosemary says that to a couple of the sister wives, it seemed unfair that Robin and Brady shared the same birthday and that Brady would spend his birthday with her as a result since he spends his wife's birthday with them. So Rosemary's solution was that Brady should just celebrate his birthday on a different day because he doesn't really care about it. And she thinks if Brady doesn't care, she wonders why everybody else should care or why everybody else should make this an issue. That's the exact thought I had when they first mentioned that Brady and his wife Robin share a birthday and that Brady likes to spend his wife's birthday with each of them. I just thought have a family birthday for Brady another day and let Brady celebrate Robin's birthday as her husband with her kids. Brady doesn't care what day he celebrates his birthday on. 
It's silly that this is even an issue at all, really. Brady reminds everyone that he will be with Robin for her extra night for her birthday tonight, so it bumps everybody's night by one night. Brady makes sure everyone gets it, and Noni kind of quips back that she gets it, but she sounds frustrated, and we learn Noni has a problem with the way they do the birthdays, and Polly has a little bit of an issue with it too. Noni says it's not just the fact that she is sharing a husband with somebody, she is sharing Brady's birthday and it hurts. Why should it hurt? Just do a family birthday on a different day for Brady and do something special for him for his birthday on his night with you. I don't know. I'm not big on birthdays. It really wouldn't matter to me. Robin is turning 40 and it's a tradition in the family that Brady gives his wife a kiss for every year of their age. Brady does it in front of all of his wives and kids as the wives look on and they don't look happy. Rosemary says jealousy for her is like a wild animal. She says you've got to keep it in a cage or it will tear you up. Polly doesn't look happy during this birthday tradition. She says when Brady shows physical attention to another wife, it can be awkward. It can be awkward for the wife watching or the wife getting the attention. Noni says, sometimes you get a twinge of jealousy where it kind of hurts, and she says it's part of who they are as human beings. Robin says, there will always be jealousy. It's not something they will ever escape completely. We learn that Brady is three years older than Robin, so he is 43 here. I noticed that Brady refers to the other moms as aunt this or aunt that, so I wonder if in their family, the kids call their other moms aunt this or aunt that. Polly says she never wants to take Brady away from Robin on her birthday, but it was hard because she felt like she was never able to have Brady on his birthday. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't see why each wife can't do something special for Brady for his birthday on their next night with him. Does it really have to be on the exact day? It just seems very petty to me. I would just care that the family got to celebrate, which they did, so that the kids are involved with their dad on his birthday. I don't see why it's such a problem what day they celebrate as long as they celebrate. Brady says one of the downsides of polygamy is he has to manage other people's feelings and he has to take into consideration that he has more than one wife that would want to be with him on his birthday night. So Brady says he has to consider it and he makes sure everybody is okay. When Robin first entered the family with Cody and the wives were jealous, Cody would get angry and upset whenever they mentioned not liking polygamy or hating polygamy or struggling with the jealousy. Cody would always say, well, you signed up for this and it's not his problem if they feel jealous. He didn't care about his wife's emotions. He didn't think it was his problem if they felt jealous. They signed up for this and it's not something as the husband he felt he was responsible to manage. He didn't feel he was responsible to try and manage his wife's feelings. Brady takes it upon himself to try to help manage other people's feelings. He knows how to validate them. He knows how to communicate with his wives. He understands how they feel and he tries to consider how his actions, how his words, how his behavior will magnify or lessen the struggles of his wives in polygamy. Cody 
takes a different approach. If his wives struggle with jealousy, he doesn't validate them. He doesn't support them. He tells them it's their problem. They signed up for this. He gets angry. It's not his problem. He won't be inconvenienced. And that's why Brady has lasting marriages with five women and Cody has only one marriage left. Notice how Brady doesn't resent his wives for him choosing polygamy or for him fulfilling his responsibility as a father and a husband in a plural family to five women and all of his kids. He always considers his wives and their feelings ahead of his own with his decisions. He understands how he behaves, can magnify the struggles his wives feel with sharing him and in living polygamy. And he is attuned to his wife's feelings and emotions. He understands his responsibility in taking on their emotions, in validating them, in understanding them, and helping them cope. He doesn't resent his wives and kids and treat them like shit because he regrets his decision to have a plural family. He takes the responsibility on himself. He's a real man. He isn't a coward. And he will sacrifice. He will inconvenience himself to prioritize his wives and his kids ahead of himself, unlike Cody Brown. And that's probably why we see a healthier family dynamic here with the Williams family. It's not easy. It's still complicated. It's a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of inconvenience for Brady. And it's a lot of struggle and a lot of suffering and a lot of sacrifice for his wives and for him. It's complicated. But the family, the Williams family is healthier and it functions much better than the Brown family. And most of this, in my opinion, has to do with the way Brady approaches his responsibilities as a husband and father and with the way Brady approaches the lifestyle. He emphasizes equality and it has to do with the way Brady prioritizes his wives and kids doing all he can to do things fairly and equally despite being stretched thin. And he doesn't resent his family for the choice he made to live a plural marriage even though they have left their faith. Everyone is still committed to the family. Robin tells Brady it's hard for her every year, the birthday thing, and she asks how fun and romantic it would be for a husband and wife to share a birthday. But she says because of the situation, it feels complicated. She feels their birthday should be something they enjoy, but she dreads it every year because there is always an issue of whether or not it's fair that he is with her when they share the same birthday. Robin says it's never an issue with anybody else, and it also shouldn't be an issue with her. At least that's my opinion. It's more than fair. All the wives and kids got to celebrate Brady's birthday, and Brady spends each wife's birthday with her, even if it was on his birthday, even if they did his birthday on a different day, he would still only be with one wife on that night. So he might as well be with the wife whose birthday it is. And his wives are all grown adults who can celebrate his birthday with him on their next night with him, or he can celebrate his birthday on a different day. Who cares if it's on the exact day that his birthday is? I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. I don't think Robin should feel bad about it. And here she is in tears on her birthday. Robin doesn't want to cause a problem. And she also 
doesn't want to feel like she is getting walked on. Brady tells Robin he knows he hasn't been the most sensitive and he says it needs to be more fair. Robin asks what they should do because it seems like no matter what, somebody is unhappy with the way they handle her birthday and Brady's birthday coinciding on the same day. Brady suggests that they talk to everybody and come up with a good solution that everyone can agree with. Robin is in tears. She is glad that she and Brady will talk about this with the other wives so it won't be an issue anymore. Robin says sometimes it's worth it to stand up and say, that's not okay with me. Brady and the wives have a family forum meeting, just like Cody and his wives had the family business idea meeting, but somehow I think this meeting might actually accomplish something. Brady says, managing the needs of five wives and five families, there are lots of difficult, complicated issues so they have the family forum meeting to resolve the different issues that need resolution and they try to make the best decision they can. First, Brady brings up how he and Robin have the same birthday. He explains to his wives that it's been a sensitive issue for Robin and Robin wants to figure out something everyone thinks it's fair that she also feels is fair. And Brady tells his wives that Robin has insisted on never celebrating her birthday on her birthday. Brady says, on one hand, he sees that his other four wives want to have a turn with him on his birthday. Noni thinks they should have a wife rotate every other year, so sometimes Rhonda gets her birthday on her birthday, so that all the wives at least have an opportunity for Brady to be with them on his birthday. I think this is so stupid. Why does it really matter? Robin asks if she gets a night for her birthday every other year. She asks how Noni's suggestion would work. Noni says they will just keep doing it the way they have done it before. And you could tell she's bitter about this. Brady can just be with Robin, she says, and they can continue celebrating their birthdays together every year. WTF. What's the issue? They have a whole family birthday with everyone before they have their night. And he spends every wife's birthday with them. So this is no different. The fact that Brady and Robin share a birthday doesn't change it at all. It doesn't matter what day they celebrate Brady's birthday on. It's infantile that this would even be an issue. It's beyond stupid in my opinion, but I'm not very big on birthdays. Brady wants to leave it as it is. Rosemary speaks up and she says, the issue is that Robin needs to know what to count on. Robin is in tears and she wants to know that this is what they are doing and that everyone is okay with it. Polly suggests that maybe they could all go out and be a part of it and maybe Robin and Brady can go out on another day for Robin's birthday. Robin wouldn't mind going out for her birthday with Brady on another day close to her birthday Noni wants all of them to be able to celebrate Brady's birthday with him so they can all go out together. Noni would like that and Robin agrees with it and Brady agrees and Noni thanks Robin for agreeing to it. Wow. The next issue on the docket is Rhonda's adoption. Rhonda says she feels it's important that they branch out and that they try to help people outside of their family. 
She says this is one of the biggest ways they could really make a difference in a child's life. So Rhonda would like to adopt a child that she could love to give that child what her kids have. Rhonda wants to discuss it with the wives and the wives look pissed, especially Noni, who just asked Brady if they could have another baby. There is awkward silence. No one is excited. Noni mentions at this insensitive time that she wants to know if as a family, they're okay with her having another baby. She completely ignores Rhonda's concern about adoption and she just mentions her concern. So she wants to know right now before Rhonda can even finish speaking, if as a family, they're okay with her having another baby. She says she has a few years where she still could have a child and babies are special. So Noni wants to know if it's still an option for her to have another baby and if the family is okay with her having another baby. I feel like Rhonda was just ignored and Noni brought up her concern because she was concerned that if Brady agreed to adoption, then maybe she wouldn't be allowed to have a baby. Rhonda just went through a horrible miscarriage where she hemorrhaged and miscarriages before that. And this is something that's very important to her. And instead of really hearing Rhonda and letting Rhonda talk about this process and what she wants and letting the wives give input, she ignored what Rhonda said and completely went into her stuff. And she didn't even give Rhonda a chance to talk about her thing. And I thought that was insensitive and a little bit rude. Brady says that Noni is an emotional person and that her needs are just as valid as Rhonda's needs are of adopting a baby. See how Brady validates his wives and he considers each wife equally? Robin feels like she and her kids feel that Brady is overwhelmed and stretched thin. She says even though there is plenty of love to go around, there is only one Brady. Rosemary isn't surprised by anybody's reaction except for Noni's. Rosemary thought that was an inappropriate time to bring it up. I agree. Rhonda wanted to discuss adoption and before they could even talk about it, Noni hijacked the conversation. She made it about her and wanting the option of having another baby. Knowing that Rhonda suffered many miscarriages and the last one she hemorrhaged and was in the hospital. She didn't allow Rhonda to talk or to talk about adoption, or to go on and discuss what she needed. She walked all over Rhonda, mentioning her concerns and her priorities when it took Rhonda a lot of courage to bring up adoption, and the conversation was completely hijacked with the group. It became all about Noni, and Rhonda was bulldozed. She was ignored. I don't know if it was edited that way, but that's what it seemed like. Noni asks if they would even allow a polygamous family to adopt. And Brady says polygamy is a bad word in Utah. It's illegal and they might not be allowed to provide a loving home because of the stigma. Brady says he would be willing to fight for that right. Robin tells Brady that he might end up in a lawsuit having to fight for that right to adopt. Robin says it could be huger than $10,000. It could be tens of thousands of dollars to fight this. Polly says when she hears that adoption could cost 10000 or that there could be a legal battle, it's scary to her because if it's going to affect their family and their kids, she doesn't know if it would be worth it. Brady wants to know whether or not his wives are all emotionally committed 
to going down that road, the road of adoption. It could be bumpy and it could affect them financially. It could affect them legally. And he wonders how it will affect the kids. He wants his wives to take the time to decide how they feel about it. Rhonda says if her sister wives stop this adoption from happening, it will break her heart. Brady says it's hard enough to consider bringing a biological child into the family. It's a big thing. This adoption could be huge. Brady wants to make sure everyone is thinking about it. Robin feels like living this lifestyle and having sister wives makes life very interesting. Brady knows that their family can come together and tackle this just like they've tackled everything else. Polly says, they really are a family and they want what's best for each other. Brady says, all of the turmoil they have come through as a family and how they have had to rely on each other, they have done it and Brady knows they can do this too. Rhonda thinks polygamy is hard, but she married into a really good family. Brady thanks his wives and Rosemary says, this is their family. She loves her sister wives and Brady and the wives pray after their meeting and the episode ends. That does it for this episode. To my YouTube viewers, please like, subscribe, and let me know your thoughts in the comment section if you like on My Five Wives. Do you notice the difference in dynamic between the Browns and the Williams family? Do you notice the different approach Brady takes as the husband within his family? versus the way Cody handles things in his quote-unquote patriarchy? Let me know your thoughts. If you're a podcast listener, don't forget to follow and rate this podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye.